Good morning on this beautiful June 28th, 2023 edition of Mornings with Box 2 Radio. This is the day that the Lord has made. This is the day that anything is possible because we serve a God who will take the impossible and make it possible every single time. Whatever you're going through, whatever you're facing this morning, it's not bigger than my God. Yahweh is bigger than anything that's coming against you. Any Red Sea, any mountain, any cancer, any diabetes, any depression, any oppression, any anxiety, any marital issue, any children issue, he is bigger than and he will turn the situation. There was a song by a guy named Ty Tibbet one time. Um, anybody in the room know Ty? Mm-mm. Yeah, y'all don't know Ty? Okay. Well, uh, Mariah, you know Ty Tibbet? Ty Tibbet, you know him? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Got to make sure that somebody knows it in here. <laughs> um, and so he sang a, a song called Turned. He turned it and uh, just loved that song a lot. And so it's, it's you heard it. He turned it. Yep. Hallelujah. All right. That's his. Um, he just, the whole song is premise of that and how he turned it around. And so he always does. He always does. Well, we have in the studio with us. You just heard her voice, Miss Jamie. How are you doing? I'm doing very good this morning. Just got the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. The joy of the Lord at seven mm-hmm. o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Man, he's he's moving in a strong way. He is. He's moving he in a is. strong way. He is. Ms. Hannah, how are you feeling? Oh, I'm good. We had a good uh, time of fellowship last night with mm-hmm. Jamie and Stevie. Awesome. Um, we're, we're, uh, we decided to watch His Only Son. Have you all saw the previews for that movie? It's the story about Abraham and Isaac. Mm. Um, it was really good. Yeah. I would highly It was done it. really well. It was, yeah, by it was chosen, made by the same people that, yeah, you know, that did yeah. do The Chosen. Um, and it was, it was cool to see they stayed true to Scripture. Like, we were kind of reading the Scripture as we were watching it to, like, see what, you know, where things were lining up. But they added in some things that were just kind of, you know, things that we would talk about on Box 2 Radio. Like, mm. I wonder if this, like, I wonder if yep. they felt this way. They kind mm-hmm. of added in those things, and it really just made you think about the characters in, like, a human way more. Mm-hmm. Like, it kind of made you, like, wow. Like, yeah, that must have been really hard. So it was just cool to, like, put yourself in their shoes and see, yeah. see it. It was very well done, I, th- I think. So yeah. That was fun. Well, Jacob, how are you? I'm doing great. How about you, Aaron? Oh, doing fantastic. As Roger always said, glad to be here. <laughs> glad to be here. Um, and so just pumping along on my little diet life change. I joined the gym yesterday. Yay. And so um, I got to figure out when I'm going to go. But <laughs> I joined it, so that's a good step. My body felt better just signing the paper. Don't, uh, don't do like my dad. He got a membership and went two times. Oh, well, two times. No, I've been looking up um, – exercise or I'm, I'm telling you i think the i have talked to a lot of people lately who feel like the lord is instructing them the same thing so um i don't think exercising will bring a move of god but i think getting yeah. in shape and taking care of your body is a reflection and a part of a move of god yeah. mm-hmm. and i think that it's never the thing that will produce something but it's yeah. always produced by something going on Mm-hmm. And so because I think the spirit of God's moving so thick and I tell I tell people this quite a bit. I plan on pastoring here for at least 40 years. And so that means I got two, almost two under my belt and I got 38 more to get, go. So I got to get a little bit more healthy if I'm going to make it that 38 years and eat a little bit better. So I think it's just a reflection of in my own life, the urgency I feel to have wholeness and to have yeah. a whole 
a whole totality of life. Um, for example, Jews would say shalom, right? Shalom, shalom, shalom. And we kind of always equated that just to saying peace. Like, you know, the hippie movement, peace out, friend, have a good day. But shalom in real reality is a wholeness. It's mm-hmm. it's a whole, let your whole life be blessed. Let your whole life be at peace. Let everything be in proper order and let everything go great. And I feel like the move of God reflects that in people's life. And so I, I kind of feel like that's where I'm at right now and, and enjoying it. I'm not enjoying watching my kids drink Mountain Dew and eat Coke, eat great food. Well, I can't. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here drinking water. And whoever thought drinking water was a good idea, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's just tasteless. Uh, and but I'm grateful that his lemon water tastes so good. And you'll Man. never thirst again. <laughs> yeah, just think about that living water every yeah. time that you're sipping on your daily water. That's right. Um, so no more cattlemen's then for you? Oh, well, no, I get you get to eat cattlemen's. It's just, <laughs> I don't know. They use a lot of butter. Um, but you're just my, <laughs> when I go next time, I can still eat the steak. The steak's fine because I don't, I haven't ate a lot of red meat. You can eat a salad bar. Um, well, I could eat a baked potato dry. So just a plain baked potato. I could eat that. Okay. Um, that's pretty permissible. And you can eat steak. You just, I probably won't be able to get the 20 ounce like I usually do. So, um, but I have. Hey, it'll I, be cheaper. That's, yeah, that's true. Money. That's that's right. <laughs> and getting water instead of coke. Um, See, that saves every, you a lot of money. Saves there. a lot. I mean, yeah. really, you could go on a vacation with all that money. Yeah. Well, all right. I'll take another one. <laughs> another one. <laughs> I'll take it. Sometimes I make the kids drink water just to save money. Yeah. Like, y'all gonna get used to this. Yeah. When you grow up with ten other siblings, yeah, we had to order water every time. Yeah. I mean, it's twenty dollars for six people if you think yeah, about we it. We were value meal. <clears throat> we we used to go to Taco Bell when they had the two dollar meal deal. Remember that? Oh mm-hmm. yeah. The two dollar meal deal and a water. So that was. I mean, that was living cheap. I don't think Taco Bell's in the cards for me anytime soon. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I have, what's that? I was just going to say, you could, I mean, Taco Bell wouldn't be too bad because all it does is flush you out. <laughs> I'm getting, oh, I'm getting detox in other ways. Uh, <laughs> I don't think, I don't know how, I don't know how much tacos are a uh, detoxing agent. I don't think so. so no, uh, I will say, does anybody else feel this way? When you're being more active, especially in, like working up a sweat, you do want you start to like water more because you yeah. want, you want water. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. yeah, you start to crave it. And then I think the more that you start working out, needs it. even when you're not working out, I think it will taste, <clears throat> end up tasting better. I hope so. Uh, <laughs> can water taste like sweet tea? <laughs> uh, you can and pray. still be nutritious. We can, we can pray. Hey, we can Lord, pray. let Aaron's water taste like now, sweet tea. Now, they do tea. have the In packets that you can use. I hate packets. I know. I'm, I mean, but if you get used to it, you, you'd be okay. I don't care how much I stir up a packet, it still smell, tastes like powder. <laughs> you still taste the powder. I'm they sorry. You just do. ones now, too, though. You can huh? use the liquid. Uh, I'll just stick to the water. <laughs> I'll just stick to the water. Uh, Joey Sauce gave me his man joke of the day, dad joke of the day. Where did the broccoli go to have a few drinks? The salad bar. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I don't know if we should have said that joke on the air, Joey. <laughs> I liked it. He's gonna, drinks of water. He's going to be, uh, That's right. Joey's going to be ministering tonight uh, at the Wednesday night service here at oh, Bethel. I'm so excited. And so he's going to do a great job. Excited yeah. for that. Excited. Um, 
for all that God's doing at the ministry and around the ministry, getting geared up for the next school year at Bethel Christian Academy. Me and Jason met yesterday and um, talked a lot about that and made sure everything was well on track to be on time and everything going good and just um, feel really good about the next school year. A lot of excitement stirring and so very thankful about that. If you ever want more information on Bethel Christian Academy, you can call during the week, except next week and during shutdown, but any other time, you can call their, them during the regular business hours of about, um, during the summer, I think that's about 9 to 3 or something like that. You can call within those time perimeters, 270-257-8330, and they can get you more information on the academy. And so it's it's good. Um, good could be a good year. I found out that we are going to try to have girls volleyball for the first time. Um, and so that's going to be, that's going to be nifty. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see who, who's going to be the spiker, who's going to be the setup, who's going to be this, who's rotating, what rotation is going to happen. I'm excited for all of this. And so I hear something like Mariah may be in the, in the future for the coach. Are you ready for all that? She says, yes. Um, and so I used to love playing volleyball in high school. We used to play a whole lot and, um, we would go and like, not just during gym, like we would meet special and just play volleyball for hours Mm -hmm. and we loved it. And so, and then one time I spiked it and, um, I didn't know that there was a girl named Rebecca underneath me. (laughs) I thought it was a guy. And I, I think I shattered her nose. Um, and after that day, I really never spiked again. It was like trauma. Um, and I, it was, I felt so bad because blood was everywhere. Oh my and because um, we didn't play games, like we really went at it. <laughs> and and so, and I didn't know she was underneath me. I thought it was a guy. And I, to this day, I still repent. I'm sorry, Rebecca, if you're listening today. I uh, <laughs> doubt you are. But if you are, I still feel bad about it. And I apologize from the depth of my heart. Um, I don't know if I ever spiked again that hard. Uh, I mean, you could have bloodied anybody. It could have been a boy, too. You would have gonna hit it hard and bloody their nose, too. I guess it didn't have to be. Well, they deserved it. They need to man up. <laughs> See, this is why it's I like, avoid sports. Aaron gets a, a little no competitive. Thing. He's very ferocious. It's like he's yeah. not going to lose. I don't lose in sports. Um, that's probably one thing me and Ethan have in common, and that's why we have such good competition is neither one of us want to lose. And I don't care if I'm dog-tired. I don't care if I'm hurt. I've played um, basketball with tor- two torn ligaments in my n- ankle. Like, I could not walk afterwards, but we won. And I just pushed through. And there was a drive. Now, we got to take that same drive into Christianity and the move of God Amen. and say, I'm going to be tenacious. To ne- uh, I'm going to resolve, and I'm not giving up. I'm not backing up. We're going to win this thing. Amen. And we will, um, you know, it's just, that's hey, just that's how. That's a good segue. That's right. I, I mean, God created us with certain, you know, strengths, even mm-hmm. physically, you know, being, you know, with athleticism, with sports, things like that. Just anything you do, if you have a tendency to be competitive like that, God can use that. He can use that for his good, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Use it against the yeah. enemy. Be, oh yeah, be competitive against the enemy. Work harder than he is for this generation. Ooh, come spike on, it in the kids. enemy's face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we will take the ball and spike it in the enemy's face. Oh yeah. We will bloody his nose next time. Amen. Amen. Uh, <laughs> Amen. That's right. Let's do it. Amen. All right. Uh, all right. So here we go. Uh, announcements. Anybody got announcements? We got VBS coming up here. Yes. August 3rd, 4th, and 5th. Um, now, I haven't heard an update. I know Wilson Holmes still out of power from what I can read. 
and so they're having to postpone their VBS. Is that right? Oh, I, I, I think I that. saw that on. And I so saw that on Facebook. You did. Okay. But I don't think they've, or not that I know of, that they've posted updates. Well, update. I think they're posting updates daily to see exactly what they're doing. So if somebody, Nicole, or somebody, if you're listening, you can let me know. Yes. I'll, I'll be glad to get that announcement out for you guys. What you're doing there. We're praying ultimately just for power to come back on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it seems like there's too often down there they're staying out of power for a way, I mean, a long time. Like, yeah. um, I think during that one um, storm just a few months ago, they were out for a while. And then yeah. some uh, maybe following up the Arctic blast, they were out for a while too. That whole area in Caneyville well, seems to be. they haven't proved it yet, but I still think there was a tornado that went through there. Because they had a tornado confirmed in Hardin County, an EF2 tornado. And I think some of the fire department is saying that they're looking into that it possibly went through Caneyville, mm-hmm. Shrewsbury, Annette, and Wax. Because if you go and look at some of the damage, it's it's wild. Like, yeah. It just uprooted trees. Well, I thought maybe the, the storm that hit here and took Ben Johnson's roof off, I was like, for sure that was a tornado. But they disproved it and proved it was straight line winds that just hit hard. I just want to know how they do that, you know. Like I think the from one of the, well, somebody told me one time it was not just the amount of damage; it was what the damage looks like. Yeah, that it's a they have to look yeah. at the damage and see what it what it appears to be like, and that's how. But we it know is the storm observed. that came through was tornadic. But the thing that I didn't understand is they said they didn't even get a tornado warning. Yeah. I slept through everything. I didn't even know a storm that night. Um, you don't hear nothing up in my house. So, like, it could, you you would uh, you would die in a tornado because you couldn't hear a tornado warning or a tornado. So, <laughs> you would just blow away and not even know anything happened. And, That's uh, probably good for some of your kiddos that are scared of storms. They just don't know what's going yeah, on. I mean, honestly, I don't think any of us heard anything that night. Mm. Like, Or it could have been we were just so tired from, vacation. tired from vacation. We just slept right through everything. Oh. But... Um, Hey, like Jesus, Jesus just was sleeping while the storm. So why was y'all waking up? me up for? Exactly. Yep. <laughs> and I'm sleeping really good right now. I I will say this. I'll say one more thing on my health journey. And I'm done talking about it today. Unless no, keep talking no, about, keep it. talking about it. Uh, um, I've been testifying for you. Well, <laughs> I haven't. That some people listen more. It's all right. <laughs> I will. I haven't had caffeine since Sunday morning at when we ate coming home. So it was probably about. 10 30 or 11 so i don't think i've had caffeine since that and i can feel a difference in my sleeping like i'm sleeping oh, yeah. better yeah. and and so i've now ivy still woke me up but um last night when i was asleep i felt like i went to sleep easier and i slept better and i woke up a little bit easier so i don't know if that's a reflection of no caffeine but i can tell you that's oh, true yeah. i told kirsty i said he was gonna gonna eat salad i said Jesus is really coming back soon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Aaron's talking about eating green. My, my lunch today is salad. So um, oh, so I'm going to eat it by myself with nobody watching. So when I gag or throw up, <laughs> nobody can see it. But that is my salad. Salad's my lunch today. Lord, I um, pray that it tastes so good for him. Uh, yeah, Amen. seriously. Now, now, okay, I just want to stay on this because all of our listeners know. I mean, you we've been having food conversations for, ever. I mean, surely long before <laughs> I was here. Oh, So that's yeah. a long time. And they know <laughs> the food that you ate. The, you, they knew you, your obsessions. So this this is a testimony. This like, I'm being Lord, serious. Y'all, this is I mean, Aaron's go-to verse, though, was bodily exercise profits little. Oh, in first yeah. Timothy. I know, but he's changed his theology. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's well, I still like that verse. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> I still like that verse. <laughs> I, don't, 
I just feel like I I kind of come under conviction and about just you know I want to be here for my kids to grow up. Mm-hmm. I want to be here for my great grandkids, and I I don't want to be limited in what God calls us to do. Mm-hmm. So if He calls me to um, go to Africa for two weeks, I don't want to say, "Oh, I'm too tired." And I think sometimes we do that. Like, yeah. and I don't want to be now. I'm kind of forward thinking. I want my body to be ready to do that when I'm 55, not just when I'm 35. Mm-hmm. And so I want to be able to if I get if if he says go to Africa for two weeks when I'm 55, I'm not going to say I'm too old, mm-hmm. you know? Okay, let's go. Um, and so there's just a lot of things goes into it, but I, I really do feel like there's not just a call to get healthy physically. I believe there's a call to the body of Christ to get healthy period. Yes. Um, and I mean, I think that's mentally, I think that's physically, I think that's financially, I think that's emotionally. I think in a move of God, if we try to pretend to be imposters in anything, he will expose the mask. And so mm-hmm. I'm saying now just heal it. I want to be a wholeness about it. Like, yeah. And um, I want everything in our lives. Hannah talks about this a lot because she, I believe the Lord's revealed to her, be at rest. I want your finances to be at rest. I want your mental mm-hmm. health to be at rest. I want your physical health to be at rest. And um, and I think a lot of the times we're so anxious and so stressed and so depressed because everything's out of whack. We're freaking mm-hmm. out about this. We have no stability here. We have no foundation yep. here. And a lot of this comes back because we didn't have fathers. Mm-hmm. And and so when you're when you're lacking the fatherhood and you're lacking father's direction and fir- affirmation and confirmation and instruction, you don't know how to do life. And now we are. I believe what he's doing is he's getting father's life's right so the fathers can actually father appropriately. Mm-hmm. And um, and I believe that's why you're seeing so many people get under conviction and get. Um, this is not about like I want to say this. This is not about like what I believe the spirit of God's doing in the body of Christ right now is not about creating perfect people. It's creating holy people and it's creating people who are living at rest and living without stress and without anxiety, but living in faith and trust, knowing that they are doing exactly what God's doing and we love him. We keep his commandments. Mm-hmm. And um, and so that's just kind of where I'm at right now. And that's one of the things the Lord's really stirred in me because um, I shared with the prayer team yesterday walking through the sanctuary. I feel like the Lord's going to give this church, and I'm just going to talk personally again, um, give Bethel the Generation Z. Like we're going after them. Um, it's going to take everybody, and it's going to take everybody from Miss Doyle's age and Mr. Finley's age, who's the two oldest in our church, to the youngest. We, we all got to go after it together. And when we're going to bring in a generation that wasn't fathered well, they're going to need fathered. And that's not just for the men. That's for the men and the women. Fathering is just a mentoring statement and a discipling. So it's going to take men and women who are ready and mature. And it doesn't always have to be older. It could just be spiritually older and mature, ready to take up that mantle. And it's um, we've got to be ready in all aspects of life to do that because Mm -hmm. We're after a real move of God. I'm not after yeah. services. I'm not after um, extended services. I'm after actual transformation and community transformation. Yeah, and that takes being prepared in all aspects of life. So I'll shut up. I mean, that's just, that's where I'm at. No, I mean, no, yesterday you, I got to talk to a few people out on the route. And uh, one thing that I've been seeing is people are really 
they're kind of lost. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that, especially the young generation. They don't know where they want to go. They don't know what they want to do. Yeah. I've had several people contact me about a job, you know, getting into the vending business. I mean, it is a great business, um, but uh, they just don't know what they want to do. And then they're like, I see all these people drive, you know, doing this and this, and my kids, you know, and they're struggling because they're trying to find their avenue. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, God is the, he's the ultimate one who gives you the, the plan yeah. for your life. He's the one that guides your feet and guides your steps. And I began to just talk to this girl, just straight up. I didn't, I didn't go in and just bash her with the word or, you know, I just start talking, you know, you know, just look at your, you know, the, the blessings that you have. You know, quit looking at what you don't have. Mm. And I said, that's that's a lot of times I feel like in the church that we look at what we don't have mm-hmm. and what we what we do have. Yeah. And I got to talking with her and she started crying. And I was like, I don't want to, you know, mm-hmm. we're both working. I don't want to see you crying. And uh, but I said, I get it. I know the struggle when you're sitting there wondering, you know, yeah. what do I go? What do I do? Because they have no purpose because they don't go after you know he's not number one he's not the center of their life and i kept Mm -hmm. trying to you know show him i said he is the one that will guide your footsteps and everything and but i just see it everywhere you know like i pulled in and this guy's broke down in the middle of the road people are passing by like he's blocking traffic and he's struggling he's by himself nobody's stopping i'm like Mm -hmm. nobody's stopping to help this guy so uh, they see me running and that's a big deal when you see jacob running <laughs> i'm running to try to get Revival this guy just broke out again this wreck and so i'm i'm sitting there I'm, I'm about to push this truck i'm by myself i'm like i don't even know if i can push this truck but i just start pushing well finally three other women come over and help me push this truck Whoa. but Whoa. everybody's like passing this dude by like Wow. I'm like, what's mm-hmm. going on? It's kind of like the Good Samaritan, you know. Yeah. I'm thinking, well, yeah. is, is this a gener- Is this where we're at? Mm-hmm. Is, is that mm-hmm. we see somebody hurting that we don't go over there and try to help them, mm-hmm. you know? And, and, and that's what I'm seeing is God, a generation. And this was a young. It was a young boy. He was a young kid, and he he didn't know what to, you know. He, I don't know. He may have ran out of gas. I don't even know because I seen him driving around afterwards. So I don't know if it was something wrong, or, but anyways, at the same point, I just, I feel like we don't take that initiative just to push, you know, to help people. Yeah, it don't matter yeah. if it's just listening to them or just talking to them. You know, everybody's struggling. Everybody's mm-hmm. going through something. And, you know, like, like with Aaron, you know, he, he wants to get healthy, you know, and that may be somewhere that he's working on it. And I think that we all have things that we can work on, you know, yeah. you might you might be the person who, who's being ap- ap- have apathy. You know, you might be a little bit lazy. Get up, do something. You know, we all have areas that we're working on, and mm-hmm. I think that that's uh, building blocks of what God's doing in these last days is getting us ready, because the world is needing to see the transparency. Yes. And um, so, I mean, that's I didn't mean to get off mm-hmm. of a rabbit trail there. That's fine. Jamie, Hannah, y'all got anything? This is good. It's all good. And I've been, this is something that God's been showing me. You know, like when God shows you something, but you just, you don't, it's not easy. So you, (laughs) you don't really just put it on the shelf, but you can't, it's like halfway on the shelf. Mm -hmm. Um, That's how like this whole, the whole (laughs) healthiness, like 
every aspect of healthiness has been for me. It's like God's been mm-hmm. showing me this and I'm like, okay, I'm going to try. And then it seems like when I try, <laughs> it's really easy to fall, but like it's possible. And I think there's also something like I've also been praying for other people around me mm-hmm. too, because it is true that if, if people around you are also like, you know, pursuing mm-hmm. health, then it's easy. Like it's easier for you hold to you help each other. Yeah. Hold each other accountable. Yep. Yeah. And so I've also been praying for that is like the people around me for, for the Lord to like speak this to multiple people and, and to be able to create like a community aspect of healthiness yeah. and holiness, mm-hmm. like to help each other. Um, and so even, I know Aaron, we'd keep talking about you, but even just that, that's an answer to my prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and just some of the others who have yeah. been confirming that and feeling the same thing. Like, I don't know. I, it's possible. Yeah. I think, I really do think that like, especially in the area of like health and like with food and things like that and exercise, that's an area that Christians ignore a lot. Mm. And I think it's a way actually that the enemy tempts and attacks Christians a lot because you just don't like you ignore all the other sins that are like, you know, like outwardly, you know, less acceptable, but it's like that one is more acceptable. Yeah. Um, so I think the Lord is just trying to invade everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was a quote. Now, Jamie, just, I don't want to over-talk you. No, I was just agreeing, yes. And, um, I mean, people know me. I love my food. So <laughs> when I start saying, oh, I need to, we need to not eat this much. We need to stop eating out. We need to be cooking healthy meals at home and start working out. You know it's serious. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't, you know, <clears throat> near Aaron's diet, but... <laughs> uh. <laughs> but God's convicted me, and I, w- I want to change, and I want to be a good steward of the temple that he's given me oh, and yeah. um, just be a good steward yeah. of this life he's given me and stay here longer than, I, than um, you know, that I can. God yeah. willing. So. Yeah, and, I mean, again, I think you can eat. I'm, I'm still going to eat out every once in a while and stuff like that, but I, I feel like there's a – I don't know. It's just I feel like there's – I'm not going to – I don't want to eat unhealthy. I don't want to eat like a kid for the rest of my life mm-hmm. and then get 50 and have a heart, heart issue mm-hmm. and then to be expecting God to bail me out. Like, yeah. Yeah. and I think that's how we treat God a lot of times. Yeah. We're going to do things the way we want to, but whenever I need you to show up and fix my mess, even though I knew I was messing, yeah. I want you to do it. And I just yeah. feel like that's a... Uh, it's really asking God to bless the mess because yeah. it's even when we're eating this food and we're saying, all right, bless this food in Jesus' name. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know how it all works. I'm sure there are times when he has allowed, you know, allowed things to mm. not harm us. Mm in certain times but i just i agree with what aaron's saying like we can't just uh, keep making the wrong choices and then expecting god to just yeah i think we need know. to be doing that more though mm-hmm. yeah we, i mean i know we're we've kind of gotten out of bl- blessing it we just go mm-hmm. straight in and eat i'm like let's make this a time where we're blessing this especially mm-hmm. now because we do not know what they're putting in our foods anymore mm-hmm. the preservative content you know that's one thing that's really been on my heart I ain't there, like I said, I ain't, I'm with Jamie. I'm not there at the diet level, but we have been focusing on natural stuff, mm-hmm. buying closer to the natural that we can. So, I mean, even our meat that we don't even like buying store, but I don't even like buying meat from Walmart no more. It's just that bad. It's getting that bad. I think they're doing stuff like adding more preservatives and mm-hmm. because the, the cost of it's so high that they're doing anything they can to keep it low and you know, you don't know what they're going to start doing to the food anymore. So, there's a quote by Mike Bickle um, that I'm going to read, and I thought it was good because this is kind of like I didn't 
know this quote to just a couple of days ago, but um, it's kind of summing up where I'm at in my life right now. Mm-hmm. And I want to preface this to say there's nothing wrong with mission trips or conferences, okay? But you'll hear the whole context in, in totality before we go to break. Radical Christianity is not going on a mission trips or attending a big <laughs> conference. Radical Christianity is staying steady for decades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, that's yeah. just kind of where I'm at. Like, I want to, and of course, we can kind of dive more into that and unpack it, but I want to stay steady for decades. Like, I don't, um, I've seen so many moves in the church and so many fads and so many trends that develop and then burn out just as quick as they developed. Mm-hmm. And it's all because we get fixated on just one thing instead of the total thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, Christianity is about the total package, not about one aspect of the package. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm kind of at that point where, yes, I'm focusing a lot on my health, but also in the meantime, also I'm focusing a lot on figuring out way to de-stress a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it sounds like a Dr. Phil show kind of going on here. <laughs> but, but it's also like I feel like if we're really going to be in the place where we can be used by God. Yes. We can't be limping around because we're hurting. We can't be full of anxiety. We can't have stressors all around us. We can't um, be really poor parents and poor spouses and expect God to just to use us anyways. And so I feel like I feel like what's really going on is he is preparing the vessels for honorable use. Yeah. And um, he's getting us Amen. into a place where we can actually be usable mm-hmm. to where we don't have to go um, – we don't have to go and repent for six hours before we feel like we can preach a sermon because now we're walking in the spirit. We're walking yeah. with him. We're walking in that secret place. We're walking in that place of communion, but we're also walking in a place where there's not as many trip ups and there's not as many mm-hmm. um, besetting sins and there's not as many, um, you know, well, I can't, I can't give that because I'm in a financial mess because I bought too many toys and trying to play, pay for them now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's all these things. I think mm-hmm. it's just that total package of learning to stay steady and honestly we used to call this growing up and adulting but i call it i'm calling it spiritual adulting like it's Uh, it's kind of it's time for the body of christ to really grow up and let's walk in consistency and let's prepare to walk in a move of god that's not just weeks it's going to be centuries and um and that's kind of where my heart is if the lord tarries we got to read the first trivia question. We can talk more about this afterwards, whatever we, whatever the Spirit of God leads. Uh, let's see here. I'm pulling it up. I apologize. I should have had it ready. Wednesday, question number one, sponsored by the Sicilian Bank. Who confessed to God that he had done wrong by taking a census of Israel? Wednesday, question number one, sponsored by the Sicilian Bank. Who confessed to God that he had done wrong by taking a census of Israel? Israel. We'll be right back here after the break on two seven. Um, I'm sorry. You can call in at 270-257-2689. We'll be right back here after the break on Mornings of Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network. Good morning. We are back here on Mornings of Box 2 Radio on this June 28th, 2023. Can't believe that we are literally just... Two days away from July of this month. Uh, I mean, this year, I'm sorry. And it's just flying by. Brother Jeremy Paul. We love Brother Jeremy Paul. I feel like I've seen Jeremy Paul in forever. (laughs) I miss you, my friend. Um, 
It's David is the answer who confessed to God that he had done wrong by taking a census of Israel. It was David, 2 Samuel 24, verse 10. And again, missed Brother Jeremy. I feel like I haven't seen him in forever. I don't even know the last time I've seen Brother Jeremy Paul. Uh, well, no, actually, I did see him. I seen him briefly at the when Lance was down at um, Madrid last time. So he was there. So I, that, I did see you then, but I didn't get to talk to you very much because it was so full and um, you were being swept into the crowd. I was, and he was sitting down already. But, you know, I, I'm still waiting if anybody wants to update everybody because I know we've been announcing the Wilson home. If anybody wants to tell us what's going on exactly with the um, – the the vacation bible school at that moment i know electric i think still out probably i haven't heard any difference but i know they've been updating on facebook so you could always check out their facebook and um, be able to keep up to most up-to-date information there we have some a couple of more um, programmers are going to be added i'm not going to share yet but both of them are going to be great and um, very excited about that we've been in discussions with a few and I'm just really excited about the preachers that are being added to the box two preachers. And so if you're a pastor out there and you're interested in becoming part of the box two radio preaching network, um, please let us know. We'll get you the information um, and all the um, all the details that revolve around that. We would love to give you a um, by the grace of God, a platform to get the word that God's given you out because preachers have got a word and preachers need to preach. And so um, we love to connect with you and walk in a network with you of um, all that God's doing in and through Box 2 Radio Network and all that's still to come that's going to happen happen through Box 2 Radio Network because we just believe and we say yes and amen to being a tool in his hand to be used however he needs to be used in the earth at this hour. Amen. Amen. Um, I know the last two mornings we have talked right through the time we're supposed to do the book of john so i apologize um and we will get back on track tomorrow with that i think we're in john chapter 12 and we're booking right along we're gonna finish it um but we just keep getting sidetracked um that's what happens when you have me back in the room because i'm a <laughs> rabbit guy we just chase them everywhere and um i know now probably know why roger tried to fire me and have Hannah and Hannah, Jamie host the show, uh, host the broadcast. <laughs> Roger told me Sunday morning. Um, I I did really well about not so much being on my phone a lot during vacation, but whenever I um, realized that I still had a ton of things to get caught up on, pretty much my whole trip home I spent on the phone. Um, and Roger talked to me, and pretty much the, the conversation that me and Roger had over and over was, you know, those girls did a really good job. Um, they probably don't even need you. And I'm like, Roger, what are you saying? Like, you know, do you just want me to retire already? And so he said, well, they did a good job. Like, uh, you all thoroughly impressed Roger during the break. Wow. Something I haven't been able to do in 20 years. Um, By the grace of God. <clears throat> That's funny. And, uh, yeah. but it, it was really good. So thank you all for doing that. And I know Jamie's got a lot of things going on in her life. Oh, a yes. lot of newness happening. <laughs> yep. It's exciting times, and mm-hmm. Hannah and Ethan are in their first year of marriage. Almost, almost over though. It's a year. Yeah, yeah, almost. Can you believe it? A couple of months. No, it seems oh, like it wow. was yesterday. Yeah, um, it does. It doesn't seem like it's that long. No. Um, but it was. You know, I'm glad that um, the the wedding was amazing, and so thankful for that. And I'm just um, thankful for all God's done in a year. Like mm-hmm. crazy. It's just awesome so to like crazy. see when you start your like 
your marriage off with the Lord and then see where he takes you Yeah. in that, yeah. even in short of time, especially right now, just how fast he's working, what he's doing in the body of Christ and how he's bringing people together and stuff. Um, it, it's just awesome. Yeah. I'm awesome. thankful. And the just the growth in Delbert has been absolutely <laughs> astonishing and amazing. It really is. I'm so I'm so proud of Ethan and how he's grown in the Lord and um, all that God's doing in and through him too. I um, just as a a friend, I'm just so so thankful for what God's doing in his life and um, just really proud of him and. And I know God's got big plans for everybody in the room, and um, and I'm just excited to see what where God takes mm-hmm. us in this next move of the Spirit. And I love how He's uniting churches. I love how mm-hmm. across the the board there's a vision happening, there's a hunger happening, there's an anticipation, um, an anticipation of anything's possible at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Anything's possible, and um, and so I'm just I'm just alone for the ride. I'm just. Lord, I'll sit in the back seat and, and just say yes and amen. Yeah. I feel like it's a NASCAR car right oh, now. Yeah. <laughs> We're just like... <laughs> Hanging on. Hang I, will, on. I will share this word sure. that somebody gave me. It stuck with me um, just for a good picture of like what the Lord's doing right now. But basically, it was that the Lord has us... Now, specifically, he was talking to me and Ethan... But I believe this is for a lot of people in the body of Christ right now. Um, that the Lord has us in a fast car. Like mm-hmm. we're in a fast mm-hmm. car because he's working fast. He's getting his will accomplished. He's doing what he needs to do. He And he's moving quickly because he has a purpose in that. But even though it's a fast car, don't forget to look around and take in the scenery. Mm-hmm. Like don't forget yeah. to look and soak in the beauty mm-hmm. of what what's sure. around yeah. um and i just love that because and i try to rem- remind myself of that because it is really easy to get you know we're in a fast car we're in god's moving quick it's really easy to get ahead of the lord or even just keep looking into the future so far that we're missing like what's around us mm-hmm. and who's even beside us you know um and so i just i keep thinking back to that just to remember to soak it in like soak in where we're at mm-hmm. but also we can still have the expectation and the excitement for the future, but still be content where we're at and like soaking in that beauty that's around yeah. us yeah. In, yeah. W- in every new thing that he does like every day. So. Yeah. yeah. It is a, uh, it's, it's, um, it's awesome to be on the journey of life when you walk with Christ. Yeah. Um, and so it's always exciting. And, you know, you always talking about watching Abraham and, and the story of Abraham and, and um, you know, that's one thing that, Abraham walked that journey of faith. Yeah. Um, he went from being an idolatrous moon worshiping guy yeah. to um, really the father of many nations, father of many. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, what's that old kid song we used to sing? Father, father Abraham. Abraham. There sons. we go. See? <laughs> and then you get to do the marching order and you get to do all the, the signals and everything like that. Um, but you saw, you got to see how he took him on the journey. Yeah. And it was a journey and it was. Um, you know, went from somebody who was literally a moon worshiper to somebody who became the father of many nations that would produce Israel. And so it's just an incredible, incredible story. And you get to see him walk that journey. And, um, and I think we're all on a journey. We're all walking this out and learning and growing. And, um, like Hannah just said, we have to enjoy, sometimes you just got to stop and now I don't like this saying, like, I'm, I don't like the saying at all because I don't like flowers (laughs) smelling them. But you got to stop and smell the roses. Yeah. Like me, 
um, even though I can't eat it no more, I would rather stop and smell the funnel cake or stop and <laughs> smell the um, corn dog that I no longer can eat. Um, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do at the fair. Like, fair's just going to be cheat week. Uh, don't go. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I don't know. Um, cheat week. Be, I love it. Um, can, Everybody else has cheat days. I have cheat weeks. Uh, <laughs> and so I haven't, I, now I will say this. I haven't like, now my healthiness, my eating healthier may not be somebody else's, but I haven't cheated once. I haven't cheated once yet. So I haven't strayed from what I was going to do. All right. So Hannah's got a book over there. What kind of book you got? Um, It's called The Wild Ones by Nate Johnson. It's so good. And guys. It, it is so a good. prophetic survival guide. But when you hear that, you think like, Oh, only for people who are like mm-hmm. into prophetic, but like it's it's helpful for anybody. It's really just honestly, I found it um, very helpful for what the Lord's been doing right now. With mm-hmm. it, it's it's for pioneers, so it um, it's called Wild Ones, but then it the pioneer call of emerging voices from the wilderness to the front lines. Amen. So it it is um, it talks about a lot of like healing from trauma wounded warriors healing from church hurt those kind of things but then it takes you into like survival tips and like how to move forward with the lord um talks about war strategies yes war strategies um Um, that's a big deal yeah Yeah. because people don't have any strategy Mm -hmm. when it's when they're going to prayer on how to to go forward Mm -hmm. and I just, I love the wording, too, of, like, it kind of guides you through different things, like unlikely heroes, yeah. unlikely warriors, um, ones that God is using right now yeah. um, who maybe no one would expect, people who he's raising up. Yeah. And it just, it gives a lot of encouragement. Um, it a, incorporates, a lot of wisdom. Yes, a lot of wisdom. <laughs> yes. A lot of wisdom. Um, and it's, it's really awesome. So if anyone has any questions about this book, I would love to get you connected with it. Um, I got mine off of Amazon. I'm curious to see if he uh, says anything about discernment because to me that's one of the top priorities. When you're going forward Mm -hmm. and you're pushing in, you better have discernment. I'm not just talking about discernment of people. I'm talking about discerning the times, discerning wherever you're at, whatever needs to be done at that time. You need the spirit of discernment. And I think especially in these last days, we need the spirit of discernment because there's so much truth Mm -hmm. that's being twisted. Yeah. To sound like truth. And just like uh, they were talking about these chat bots that could produce a message from just a artificial intelligence. And it doesn't sound much different than what we're speaking mm-hmm. because they can basically go through commentary all across the Internet mm-hmm. and put a piece, uh, piece something together like within a matter of seconds. And it's wild. And I'm like, I've, I've heard people even tested it on their crowds and didn't tell them. And said, you mm-hmm. just got preached to by a chat, uh, a chat bot, basically, an artificial intelligence. And I'm sitting there thinking, it's because of the anointing that breaks the yoke. It's not mm-hmm. just words alone. Mm-hmm. And I said, they can come out with this stuff, but they said there was something missing a lot in this preaching because they felt like there was still no that human side of the anoint where God poured his anointing on someone. Mm-hmm. It was just blah. You know, yeah. but mm-hmm. that's, I mean, a lot of, I've even heard a lot of preachers are now using it to come up with these sermons. And I'm like, man, you need to get in the throne room and you need yeah. to hear from God. You need to hear in the wilderness, but that's, what's going to break the yoke. Oh yeah, It ain't going to be just some message you got from chatbot That sounds good. 
Mm-hmm. And I think what well, we've been rocks we've been rocked to sleep by that. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got great sermons out there. We got great teachings out there and we need those. But what where's the power? Yeah. Where's the anointing? Yeah, where's, the power? where's that that just the unction that come from heaven because mm-hmm. you spent time in the throne room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and are we going to be like where Moses was on the ground because of the glory, because yeah. God, he seen his God hindquarters yes. because he spent, he seen that he, he were, yeah. he was given some of them, the most precious, the 10 commandments. And it was like, he spent time, but God, he, he did it all by basically by himself because God wanted to give it to all of them, but yeah. they just, didn't want to do it. They didn't want it. Yeah. They didn't want it because Moses, you go up and do it for us. You know, that's what people are doing. Like mm-hmm. Aaron, you go up and do it for us. That's or true. Yeah. Leaders, you that's just true. do it for us and give it back to us, and we'll be okay. But everybody, God wants to meet with everybody. Mm-hmm. Yes, He does. And He wants to train everybody yes. because He can't equip leaders. Are are only able to do so much. Mm-hmm. They're they're limited because of their inhuman. You know, we have to sleep. We're tired. We get frustrated. But we need the body. When the body starts coming together and starts seeking out these things and going forward, spending time in the wilderness, hearing from God, what could it be if we had the whole body on fire, Mm -hmm. not just leaders, the whole body, what we could take, what we could do if a thousand could put 10 or uh, what is it? A. Uh, one put a thousand a flight to ten thousand. We mm-hmm. just multiplied by one. Adding one, we multiplied it by ten. Yeah. I mean, what could a hundred people on fire for God do? What could we do this world? I mean, God took twelve, turn the world upside down. Yeah. You know, and it's just, it just, to me, we just got to get people who are real, mm-hmm. people who genuine. want the genuine, the genuine, the the pure hearted ones. And I, that's been my prayer for a long time. I want the pure hearted ones. You don't have to be perfect. You know, we're all work in progress. We're all getting to that place that you, we're going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. We're going to, Abraham made tons of mistakes. I mean, David is, he had God's heart and he was, he was doing things he shouldn't be doing. And I'm not saying that, Hey, let's have it all together. I'm just saying, let's go after this. And, I didn't mean to get off on mm-hmm. like a rabbit trail there, but I think studying stuff like that out is going to change people's perspective yeah. of how we do things. But yeah. but discernment to me is one of the biggest things that the church is missing. Mm-hmm. You have to discern the times. You have to discern the people. Yeah. You have to discern what you're dealing with mm-hmm. because we're not capable of doing it in our human flesh. Right. We have to lean upon God. And when yeah. you have the spirit of discernment, you're leaning upon the Holy Spirit to show you what's going on in this situation. Yeah. And we yes. got to be on the fly. It can't be something like you learn. You, I mean, there's things that I think you can discern. And say, well, this person might be dealing with um, drug addiction. Things like that's different. But there is things that are hidden that we can't see mm-hmm. in the natural body. We have to have spiritual eyes. Yep. And, and we learn that discernment through spending time with our father. Exactly. I think that's it all wraps back around and it all connects because something the Lord was speaking to me this morning was about fathers. I was fathers, wow. fathers. Um, and it just keeps relating to everything. 
everything because when we spend time with him we learn the discernment because we have that that modeling like you know your father teaches you how to go about different situations Mm -hmm. how to um, Mm -hmm. decipher between different things how to make decisions and that I mean that's what discernment basically is Mm -hmm. it's being able to make a decision it's being able to decide is this from the Lord or is this from the enemy is this profitable for the kingdom or is this not it's literally just making decisions i don't know why i never realized that and i I always struggle with being indecisive but i never had my father completely present throughout my life either but i had this father i had my heavenly father and so you don't we don't have to have a physical father to be able to learn these things we just have to be connected to him Mm. Mm -hmm. and be in communion with our father and spend time with our heavenly father and he will show us these things um, he had me today uh, in this morning in Hebrews 12 talking about uh, discipline, the, uh, the heavenly father disciplining us. Um, and I just I love the the part I believe that this is ESV I have, but um, it, it talks about how he disciplines us for our good so that we may share in his holiness. Amen. that's why like that's why he teaches us that's why he disciplines us that's mm-hmm. why he um refines us teaches us stuff about being completely healthy like we've mm-hmm. been talking about all morning it's not it's not just to like make us suffer it's not mm-hmm. just it's for our own good and yes. actually so that we can share in his holiness yeah, he wants us to be partakers and yeah. his holiness mm-hmm. partakers in the kingdom of god partakers in in his flesh and in him yeah mm-hmm Amen. Instead of being partakers of the unfruitful works of being partners to the unfruitful works of darkness, he wants he wants more for us. Amen. Yeah. He wants he us does. to be changed by by his light. You know, um, uh, that that's what you're called to do. You're called to be partakers of what he wants for this world. Yeah. He wants yeah. you to be along his side. He wants you to be with him. And he he wants us to turn the world upside down. Yeah. yeah. He has called you. He has anointed you. He's done all these things to pull you into his own. Mm-hmm. And he's given the opportunity for every man to be able to stand beside him, to do the will. Yeah. And we just got to take sometimes chastisement is yeah. not good. I mean, you just don't feel good. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> you just got to take it sometimes. And do yeah. you know what the Holy Spirit has been showing me? over the last few weeks is we'll never we'll never turn the world upside down if our life isn't turned upside down. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. a lot of us are trying to do stuff to the world that's never happened to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And um, and I feel like what he's doing in this hour is he's turning our personal lives upside down because if you look at the apostolic period and you look at the apostles and you look at those during that time period, their whole life was turned upside mm-hmm. down. Everything was turned upside down. The, their careers changed. They left careers. Peter was a Peter was a successful third-generation fisherman with boats, which was a big deal back then. Yeah. He left it. He left it. Why? Because his world got turned upside down. Right. They left their house. They left their families to travel. They did everything. They just said yes to the call of God. It was uncomfortable. It was inconvenient. There was a whole uproar. I mean— there, there was such a turning upside down that they didn't know how to do it. They didn't know how to process life. They didn't know how to, they didn't know how to do anything. They were trying to figure out. They were having counsels just to figure out what do we do now. Like exactly. we really don't know, and um, because life was no longer normal, mm-hmm. and That's 
That's good. If we're going to have a world get turned upside down, it's first going to be because our lives are turned upside down. Yeah. And until the church gets turned upside down, the world surely's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like that's what the Spirit of God's doing right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when... I love that you brought that up because when the, our homes aren't turned upside down or our personal lives, that's when I think that this move of God, like, burns out or, mm-hmm. like, runs out in the mm-hmm. past. It's like when there's been people who may have been the right people, may have had the right anointing, but the Lord hadn't maybe done the work in, in the personal life. So yeah, at yeah. a certain point, just like you were saying— Things get exposed. Like True. things are going to be brought to light at a certain point, and then that's going to create, uh, you know, chaos, and it's going to all these things. So if we can, God wants order in our home so that we can have order in, um, in the body. Yeah. I really believe that He wants us to repent now. And He's teaching yes. us. Yeah. Right. Repent now. Um, and um, I couldn't agree more. And let's just just for clarity's sake, because I can hear it now. When we say turned upside down, we mean that um, God has completely changed us. Yeah. Yeah. Every our Changing our desires everything. are changed. Yes. Our perspectives have changed. Our schedules. How we're eating has changed. How we're handling <laughs> money has changed. How everything. we're treating our spouses changed. How we're parenting has changed. Yeah. Everything has changed. Why has everything changed? Because of one man named Jesus. Yes. He stepped into our life. And if Jesus is not the centerpiece of everything that we are doing, we'll never turn the world upside down. That's right. And um, that's where it's got to get to, that singular focus. I set my face like Flint. The way I'm going to love my children is because Jesus. I mean, the way we're spending money is because of Jesus. The way we're eating is because of Jesus. Everything becomes back to Jesus. And it's for Jesus, by Jesus, and so that Jesus may be magnified and we may build the kingdom of God through the grace that is sufficient. And um, Mm -hmm. uh, let's see here. One listener said, um, I'll I'll cover that one after the break because we are, I'll, I'll get to that break. Um, but we need to get this trivia question, and it's a hard break. I'm trying to do better. Get about hitting eight o'clock. Uh, Wednesday question number two, sponsored by Higdon Land Survey, and on Paul's second mission journey, where, what area did the Holy Spirit forbid Paul to preach? On Paul's second missionary journey, what area did the Holy Spirit forbid Paul to preach? Two seven zero two five seven two six eight nine. We'll be right back here after the break on Mornings of Box Two Radio. Welcome back in on this beautiful June 28th, 2023 edition of Mornings of Box 2 Radio. It looks like it's going to start getting a little warmer, but it's also going to have a lot of storms coming up in the next few days. Um, uh, the weather app that I use that Heather says I should stop using um, has the potential for severe storms for several days coming up here. And um, and so just be watchful over that. We'll be prayerful over that. It's hard. It's like... All right, so I want to be prayerful that we don't get storms that damage, but I really love storms. So, like, I think they're peaceful to me. I don't know why, like, if I could sleep better during a storm than I can anything. Um, When my middle son was having brain surgery and we were in NICU at um, Norton's Children, it's loud. It's very loud in that room. You don't sleep very well. And I would put my AirPods in and put storms in. Now, I don't usually like to sleep to stuff like that, but if I have to sleep to noise... It's a storm. I don't know what it is. So it's like hard to pray against it because I love storms, but I don't want anybody, I don't want anything damaged or lights yeah. out or anybody hurt either. So it's like, Lord, give us a peaceful, great storm that hurts nobody. <laughs> but you, you know, one thing about the storms that I've noticed lately because we've talked about the power outages, 
is where are you going, Jacob? No, no, All right. I'm not going nowhere. I'm just saying how how weak our infrastructure. Cut his mic. Cut his mic. How weak our infrastructure and how our power grid is very weak. I mean, because I I was in Owensboro and the storms blew these poles. I guess these poles were like they've probably been there for years and yeah. they're putting up steel poles. But these people have been out electric for two or three days because these poles are getting so like they haven't replaced them in so long that now like. I used to think that how long did it take to put all these power poles up and how long have they been there? So Maybe know, we can bring Joe on to interview him one day. I'm just thinking um, their infrastructure needs to be updated. Yeah, well, I mean, that's been a that's been a point for a long time. And they, they have been – I've seen a lot of new poles being set, and I think they're trying to keep up, but there is so, so many. That's what I'm saying. And, lot. I mean, we're just seeing the ones by the road. What we're not seeing is the one that goes through woods, the ones yeah. that are here, the ones that are there. And, I mean, just on our campus alone here, I don't even know how many electric poles do we have just on our campus because – I um, would go out of electric quite a bit. Um, I, we used to a lot, and now we're – it's really weird how we're set up. Like, even in our sanctuary, the sanctuary has two different meters running in. And during the Arctic blast or whatever it was – no, it wasn't the Arctic. It was a storm, storm. just about a month or two ago. Um, half the sanctuary was on, half of it wasn't. It was it was crazy. Um, and so you you had certain plugins that would work and certain plugins that wouldn't work, and you had certain lights that would work and certain <laughs> lights that didn't work, and you never knew what to which to plug into. But um, aren't you glad that we know the one true source That's of right. power to always yes. plug into? And his name is Jesus. Jesus. Um, all right. So Miss Gail says she loves hearing you, young folks. Thanks for calling me young. Um, I really appreciate I'm the that. Older in the room now. Uh, Come on. <laughs> uh, talking about spiritual path, the rabbit trails to be seem to be the Holy Spirit adding His voice in the conversation. <laughs> and then we had another listener um, said they find it interesting that you all were talking about those chat bots this morning. I just watched one TikTok over the weekend, and I wrote it down what it said. A pastor said he asked a chat bot whether it whether they were ready for the marriage supper of the Lamb. And um, you may just read what the chatbot yeah. responded. It explained that as I am a I, I, AI language model, I do not possess personal beliefs, feelings, or consciousness. I am, I am here to assist. However, I can help you explore your own readiness, a guide, or guide you in how you can prepare for the marriage supper of the Lamb. Now, the the thing is, like, the five things are actually pretty solid. Accept yeah. Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Live a life of faith and obedience. Number three, cultivate a personal relationship with God. Four, share the good news of the gospel. Five, be watchful and prepared. And it closed by saying this, by following these steps, you can prepare yourself for the marriage supper of the Lamb. And so you read those and are like, well, those are pretty, pretty good five steps. And that's the... That's the dangerous thing moving into this next gener this yeah. next is that it appears surface levels that it's fine and like all these five I mean if I was counseling somebody I'd probably say about the same five, exactly. uh, you know those are five things that I would talk to somebody about preparing themselves for mm -hmm. what's next or you know with this with the gospel and um, life after death and all these things but the problem is they really don't have an ability AI to reconcile or deal with text. These are, this is pretty easy. Like you can pull this off of internet anywhere. Yeah. Like this is the dangerous thing. Like people read that and say, well, it seems pretty legit to me. Well, you could go to a Billy Graham thing website, which is what AI would do. It would just search the internet. It would yeah, yeah. search data. That's what they're doing. 
And I'm sure Billy Graham's got these five steps on his step somewhere yeah. or Campus Crusades or somewhere. But it also can adapt to to the questions you ask. It can adapt to like where you are going with your beliefs. Kind of like I started asking it about end time stuff and it was like... You actually have this? I've <laughs> tested it. Me and Briley tried it out. And I was like, it answered it the way I would answer He just it. took the mark. Whatever. <laughs> just kidding. But oh, I asked it. I was oh, like, no. I want to see this thing. Uh, I want to ask it about eschatology. So I want to say, I want to see where it's at, if it believes the same way I do. And the more that I asked it, it acted, sometimes it would pause, but I think it was adapting to knowing what I was asking. Well, sure. It's going to have to. And that that's the dangerous part because it can adapt to who personally, kind of yeah. like how Facebook gives you your own personal you know, things that you, it goes by, you know, putting all these things that you've searched or researched or whatever, how it's adapting to people. And that's, that's the scary part. Is it an adaptive AI that it yeah. can do that? Well, in a question like this though, it's pretty blunt. Like it's, it's a, it's a close handed question. These are pretty simple steps. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. they probably found this on a website, but you get in, you ask AI, is there, is hell real? Well, you're going to have all throughout data, things that are saying, well, hell's not real. It was just a place that Jesus talked about, a geographical place. And you're going to have those who are like us who are believing hell is a real place yeah. and that there really is going to be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And a AI bot does not have the ability to interpret truth. It just yeah. can interpret data. Yeah. And I think that's always something to remember. And um, let's see here. And... Um, <clears throat> But you can you have to choose basically what bot you're going to use. Yep. Like you could choose a pastor bot, and he's going to give you biblical. He's going to look up only pastoral things that has been taught throughout history. Yeah, and that's the weird part about it. Like you choose which one you want to talk. It's like somebody can't talk to a person. You want to talk to a bot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Um. So Pam Davis called in on your infrastructure thing and said, I believe in Louisiana. I think she's still in Louisiana. They had miles and miles of pole down, but in three days they had put the power back on. They brought in many trucks from across the state. And so um, it's, I think infrastructure is something we're going to have to do and talk about. And, um, but of course you get into infrastructure and we're not in the news and views because we don't really do that much anymore. But um, you start to talk about, the electric car issue and you start to talk about all that well if everybody really does start getting an electric car we're gonna to have to change the whole electric system and the whole electric grid and we'll yeah. have to figure out something more than fossil fuel to do it because um the amount of coal that would take to produce the electric to charge the electric cars would be worse probably than yeah. just originally and so um mr bjork always talked about not um nuclear it's not nuclear reaction it's nuclear infusion which is totally different. Yeah. And he always suggested that. And it's really interesting when he talks about that. And so I am not a tree hugger. I'm just going to be a very honest with everybody out there. I don't, I don't even flow well with climate change and global warming. I think that the earth probably has fluctuations in it anyways. And there's going to be times it rises, times it goes. I think there's, there's a natural course of the earth all the time. I, I'm, I'm not one of those that think that we're destroying the planet. Um, I think we're doing things that are not helpful to the planet, but I think eventually the planet's going to be destroyed regardless of what we do. Um, and well, not destroyed. I believe it'll be put back to the original intent. And so I think it'll be purified and never destroyed. Let me just clarify that before anybody goes off on me. Um, I think energy is 
I think we have an answer to energy that is probably more simpler than we think. Because I think, like, water especially, I think water can be used pretty much to do a lot because I believe that's why percentage of our bodies is water. I hate water. What is it, like 70% of our body is water? I think it's 90%. Is it 90? I'm not for sure exactly. Not mine. I know the world it's, is It's 90. trying to get there. I mean, 70 to 80 or maybe not. I don't know all these numbers, but there's more water on earth than there is land. So I'm sitting there thinking, hmm, God, you had to, there's something about water that we're missing because we haven't even really explored most of the ocean, just a, just a little small portion of it, you know, because there's so much water. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and then they said once you get so far deep into the water, you the pressure's unsustainable uh, for most people. People couldn't even like. I mean, what's sad about the people trying to go down to that Titanic? You know, they they don't realize that that there was, you know, I don't know. I mean, I just I still can't believe. Uh, there's no way I would get into that capsule. There's no way you could pay me enough money. I would do it. Yeah. I'd do it well, in a heartbeat. We're paying two hundred and fifty thousand. I'm not doing that part, but just I'll send me down there because <laughs> I think it'd be cool. Um, I just don't know about. That. I would say though, I haven't read into it much. Um, I heard about it. Phoenix told me about it a little bit on vacation. Um, when I tell people I don't read the news anymore, I really, I'm, I'm out. Um, but I would say this is a guess. This is just a guess. I would say something happened and it fell too quickly. Well, they said it, it was like a crushed can. Basically. Well, if you go down in pressure too quickly, yeah. it will crush you because yeah. you have to adjust it. True. And so even when you're diving or you're scuba diving or you're deep sea, deep sea diving, anything like that, you, you have a certain level you have to um, you have to move. Like yeah. there's a certain speed. You don't just get to go at your whatever speed you want. There's a certain speed you have to go at. And it's something like you can adjust with your bubbles and all that kind of stuff. And it's like staying course with those and... Um, even a human body, if you go down too fast, too quickly, it, your body and your lungs can adapt and you will basically implode yeah. your own self. And so, I mean, this thing had an Xbox controller controlling it, basically. Well, that and sounds it, simple. I mean, I could see Aaron and, and Ethan, let's play some Xbox over. <laughs> Wait a second, this controls I'm game. the ship. <laughs> <laughs> We're moving around a little bit. <laughs> I'm game. Like, I, that's cool with me. Like, I don't care a bit. I mean, there weren't um, even no seats in it. That's the thing. They just sit in like a capsule, basically. Yeah. I don't know. I've always wanted to go in a submarine. I think it's something I'd really... But this was not really a submarine. Yeah, if you look at sorry. pictures of it... It looks like a bullet. It basically oh, uh, was thrown together. And they said uh, there was an old thing, how they put it together. They bought something at Camping World to put inside this. I'm like, you better be getting something more than Camping World. <laughs> I like Camping World. But I it know, says but, there was like million billionaires yeah. Yeah. In, there. in there. I'm like, why can't you go to Gatlinburg and go see the Titanic <laughs> there? Yeah, that's watch what I was, watch I mean, the movie James Cameron times. spent a lot of time at researching this stuff out for his movies, so... If you're gonna be, if you're gonna spend two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, just just get in a car, go to Gatlinburg, go to the Titanic Museum, put your hand in the water that's like thirty twenty degrees, and look at all the things. That's 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 worth your worth your time versus going to the bottom of the ocean oh. and then you see what see what happens. Oh, I told Iris um, when we was in Gatlinburg, I said, Iris, look, they brought the Titanic up from the bottom of the ocean. Really? <laughs> really? 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 Oh, goodness. That was a good one. Um, all like, right. They still talk about the Titanic. I thought we were through that. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. Let's see here. Um, there was a question I didn't get to yesterday that I was going to get to, but I don't think I will be able to. <laughs> um, so we'll cover this 
tomorrow. Um, is there a difference between the elect and predestination? Oh, and um, that's a long time. That's a pretty theological question. So I will we'll deal with that one tomorrow. We'll let Greg Carwell answer that. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> I'm interested in hearing that one. We'll let Greg. Um, also, I want to remind everybody: don't forget that July July 16th, Bishop Lance Johnson will be over at Madrid Pentecostal six o'clock that night. Come early. Last time it was flowing out the door. So if you want to see, you better make sure you get there quite a bit earlier than um, last time. I rolled in at like 5:55 or something, like five minutes before service, and um, I was going to stand in the back. I was cool with that. And then I ended up doing dad duty, and so I was outside. And then August 6th, he'll be here, right at seven. Um, well, I th- we're going to – we'll see how that goes. Okay. I know in September he definitely – the three-day conference will be here at Bethel Fellowship. September 10th, 11th, and 12th. 12th. And um, we'll see what God does after that. But <clears throat> i got a big anniversary coming up in July. Whew. Ooh. And then a long time. Got mm. some special plans no. to prepare? We, sometimes we forget our anniversary. Oh. I think yeah. Heather forgets our anniversary. We'll That's be 18 sad. years July the 9th. I'm wow. Like, Getting to that 20 mark. <clears throat> uh, Joey said title for tonight if you are waiting for on God's provision he is waiting on your obedience Ooh, come Amen. on and so um, come on. that's the title for tonight's sermon from brother Joey so tonight true. at Bethel Fellowship we got Miss Teresa Jarbo is going to come on here at 830 as our guest this morning um, she's going to come in studio and so excited for that is is she here oh y'all are looking out so I just was like hi uh, <laughs> and so um, but so and that book that you were talking about, Wild Ones with Nate Johnson. I was looking at some other stuff too, and so um, interesting book. There's one I would like to read of his. I, I was seeing um, while y'all were talking, I was scanning some books. Uh, <laughs> campfire prayers. Yep. Um, I don't. Cool. I don't know. There's something significant about campfires. We're gonna do. Yeah, we need to do that. We're gonna do man up here yeah. at the lake later in July, <laughs> and it's gonna be around campfire. Oh, cool. That'd um, be cool. And so we're going to do a bonfire that night as long as we're not. You're always risky with bonfire stuff at the end of July, early August, because of, if it gets dry, yeah. you can't do it because of burn ban. So we'll, we're planning on it, but it's going to be by the lake. So we'll be doing some fishing, cornhole, and the worship will be an acoustic set around the campfire. And the Todd Mingus will be giving his testimony outside. So, he, I mean, everything's going to – it'll be a little bit shorter service than it usually is, but we're going to have bigger fellowship. And it's, um, you know – it's going to be awesome. And um, so that's going to be an excellent event. We'll get you more information and dates and all that. Um, hopefully by, no, I'll try to have something for you tomorrow, Friday, so I can start getting that plan and get you all in your all's calendar. But very, I think there's something significant about campfires. Mm-hmm. I have no idea why, um, but you, I just see a campfire and I feel like spiritual enrichment mm-hmm. kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like the disciples sitting around the campfire learning from Jesus, you know, yeah. that's, pretty cool i love it i I think well that i think there's something significant about building family and um when you're around a campfire you just feel like family like um you ever well i mean you just go around to campgrounds like you you're if you're at a campground you just feel family with people like you really do just like you're a big family even if you're not family you feel like a big family and i think that's campfires when i think campfires i think family yeah and um it don't, don't you feel like it gets rid of a lot of distraction like, 
just being out there in nature and what God created. Yeah, and the fire. It's and like the, the fire kind of yeah. just like connects everybody together because everybody's just paying like paying attention to the same thing. Yeah, and then it just opens up conversation. It's like the natural elements of what God created and gave to man. He says, "This is what, this is where, you, you know, you're called out basically like to the wild. You know, mm, you're called yeah. into like I feel at home. People think I'm crazy, but I'd like going." Uh, hiking I'm not I'm not like I'll just sometimes like when we go to Gatlinburg Kirstie's like don't go too far because sometimes I'll just because I mean there is bears down there I gotta watch out for that oh I just get up and I'll just go looking out into the woods just just to go I mean I like it Mm -hmm. I don't I don't know I just like being away like I told Hannah sometimes I like to go away from people for a while I like to I like the wilderness a little too much so well I don't I love to hike, but I'll hike down from the natural bridge and I end up carrying two kids on my back. And that was like a two mile oh, yeah. hike <laughs> downhill. Um, and I was pretty tired after that. I was like, Ooh. but that's really my fault. Cause I, I wasn't doing those chairlifts back down the hill. It was get me. I don't like heights. I, I mean, I'd like to just take a couple people with me. I know we all got lives and families, but I'd like to take a couple people just for two or three days and just go with nothing but, um, some fire like just natural stuff we can make our fires with where we don't have to try to do like the boy scouts I guess but I'd like to just go into the woods and just seek the Lord together a couple people I yeah. mean just see what God says I've always wanted to do that I just I know we got responsibilities I don't even know if Kirstie be like you gotta take the babies with you you know <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like one day I'm gonna do that I wanna do that Yeah, I, I would love it uh, I, I think that if you ask me if I would rather have a 10-bedroom mansion or a cabin in the middle of the woods, cabin I'm probably the picking the cabin in the middle of the woods yeah. every single time. Me too. Um, because I just, I don't know, I love I love it. Which, you, if you ask me if you want to go to the mountains or you want to go to the beach, I'm mountains every single yeah. time. Like, I don't know what it is. I just, I don't, I hate the beach, to be honest with you, um, except for I did really love Panama City. I, I will say that I, I love that beach. Um, that, so pretty, the water's really. Pretty. I love that too. Yeah, I mean, I, I just like all that God's created. Me I mean, it's he's, yeah, he's, he's created so much awesome stuff that we try to create things to get away from this. Like everybody yeah. wants to do TV stuff, phone stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, throw the phone in the garbage. I mean, I, I that's me. Sometimes I mean, I like yeah. to research things on my phone, but sometimes you get like, why am I doing this? Throw it away. I want to just going down the road driving down the road and just like look at your surroundings yeah. look at everything and like soaking you said in that beauty. soaking in yeah. the beauty soaking yeah. in the beauty he's the giving us a beautiful place and sometimes stopping and smelling the roses is stopping and looking at the sunset true or stopping and you know seeing that just the beautiful scenery mm-hmm. around us that God has because it's stopping and looking at the glory of God true mm-hmm. yeah. yep I think we've been tricked into thinking we have to have all these other things and we don't and that might be the reason why life has become so complex is because of this other stuff you know we're relying on electric so much that i think we're just like i I can't have you know when we when electricity goes out we don't know what to do and 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 i'm same way i'm like man the lord teach us how to live off the grid somehow yeah to be with you in your presence yeah. And I mean, because they didn't have it when when he created the world, he didn't <laughs> give us electricity at that time. So, I mean, 
So he he they had everything they needed in the garden. Yeah. And I'm sitting there thinking, man, that's that's pretty pretty amazing. So I like electricity. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying I don't like air. I'm just saying. Can I? If I have a cabin in the woods, I still want electricity. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could. What about solar? You could, you know, use the sun to power your home. Yep. And I could also be a doomsday prepper, but I'm not going to do either. All right. No, I I appreciate electricity. I love electricity, but I do think there's something about getting out of the house and not staying in the house so much. Yeah. Because um, we can still enjoy electricity when we get back from being outside you know <laughs> but just i think there's something about just getting out in nature and mm-hmm. appreciating what the lord has given us learning how to just enjoy it and want to be out in his creation don't you believe 2020 kind of taught us that a little bit we're like oh, everybody's tired of being at home yeah tired of cabin fever i do i saw a lot of people um going and hiking and yeah. things like that doing things with their families like that rather mm-hmm. than yeah, because we couldn't do any of the normal things. Yeah, so. Greg Carwell said he enjoys looking for old cars and trucks while driving. And, <laughs> uh, I like that. I like looking at. Um, I'm, I'm weird, but I like when I'm in a parking lot at somewhere like Pigeon Forge or something like that's mm-hmm. a tourist attraction. I like to um, look at license plates. I don't know why I just love looking hmm. at different license plates. Ethan likes that too. When we're yeah. driving, he's always looking at different license plates, saying, "Where are they from? Where are they from?" Yep. One thing that I, my dad, t- I went down to their campground, and we went both in the woods. He took me down an old trail. He had his uh, eight. What are they called? UTVs or whatever. ATVs. No, it was. Uh, are you talking about the utility one? Utility. Okay, one. sure. UTVs. And we went down. Uh, he had some big tires on this thing, and we went into the oh, like i'm like man i wonder why people like blue holler so much but my goodness that's like this is my thing going into the woods we have 10 foot holes that he's like straddling going into the woods and i'm like i love this i want i'm gonna have to do this and we'll have to create yeah. a trail because there was so much mystery back in here old car stuck in the middle of the woods that probably been there for 30 years that's why i like you don't know what you're gonna find <laughs> you know that that's that to me that's you stick me in a mountain and <laughs> Give me, and I love it. Stick we we got a trail. I love my it. my runs I plan on taking on the trail. That's what I plan on. Like I the guess I need to go back here to Danger mm-hmm. Point. Yeah, mm-hmm. I want to do nice. that. Well, I ain't running all the way to Danger Point. You crazy? Uh, <laughs> I could run our horse, trail, but I'd like to do it on. Let's a, get the prayer trail back up and yeah, thriving. And I want to be going there. Cool. <clears throat> can we walk on it? Yeah, you can walk it okay. right now. Um, it's it's close. Um, the first part is I don't know about you, but I know David Hicks's dad walk, walks it about every day. So that's cool. Um, but we are out of time for this section. We need to get out of here. Miss Tree Strobel, we're gonna get her settled in here and come back here after the break with more on Mornings of Box Two Radio on the Box Two Radio Network. Mornings with Box Two Radio on the Box Two Radio Network. It's been a great day here in the studio. Full house. Always a full house on Wednesday, mm-hmm. um, but this Wednesday is very special. Um, I have one of my favorite people ever here in the studio, Miss um, Teresa Jarbo. She was my choir teacher throughout, from the time I believe I was in seventh grade to twelfth grade. Um, so a long time. We've we've had a long history together. She was a big part of you know my life growing up, um, and just an awesome mentor for me. Um, she's done so many things with 
going from choir to praise choir and she's here today talking about celebrate recovery a ministry that she does um outside on on some free time um at the women's um facility the women's jail so um she's just i love her so much um we have um so many memories together actually with praise choir we have came here in the past and sang Mm -hmm. on the radio before um a few years back i actually don't remember the year it probably was around 2016 time 2015 but it was when um brother ron miller was still still here and his office was in a different room actually it wasn't this studio but um it was a great time and now we're back again and i'm just so thankful to have her here with us this morning um and yeah so we just want to hear from her um i want you to introduce yourself miss jarbo just say hello to everybody just whatever's on your on your heart this morning <laughs> well okay so uh, i'm as you said i'm teresa jarbo and um i'm in a transition point in my life as far as career but um but what is the same and solid is that I'm a Christian and I want to be useful and purposeful for God and his kingdom. Yeah. Amen. 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 And that's something that, you know, being a teacher at, you know, in the public school system, that, that is something that shines and sets you apart from, um, from everyone and especially for students. And that's how, you know, I was thankful God answered that prayer for her to be my teacher because, you know, it's hard in the public school system to find like-minded believers yes. that are, mm-hmm. you know, teachers because you don't know where people stand unless they share their beliefs with you. Um, but you can oftentimes tell, you know, mm-hmm. if someone's a believer or not. Yes, you can and, discern it. Yes. And so that it's just, I'm very inspired by you being a teacher and staying true to your values, staying true to the Lord. Um, kind of being a pioneer for things, uh, incorporating, you know, faith in the school with, you know, praise choir and different things that you don't really hear of at a lot of other schools. Um, so, but today we're going to, I would love to talk about choir more and maybe we can uh, for a next time that you're on. But um, today we're here talking about Celebrate Recovery. And this is something that, um, why don't you just go ahead and share with uh, our listeners how you got started with Celebrate Recovery and how long you've been doing this in Grayson County. Well, Celebrate Recovery is an international program, and it started from, it came out of Saddleback Church in California. And um, so probably around 20 years ago, when Isaac, my oldest, my youngest was small, my husband and I started Celebrate Recovery in the county. And we did that because we, um, I'd never heard of it before, but we had someone who struggled with addiction. Mm-hmm. And I started investigating, you know, after, after the treatment program, I started investigating what can we offer, what, what can I help him with to live successfully. Yeah. And Celebrate Recovery was what I thought, oh, wow, this is great because it's it's just focused on Scripture. Yeah. And um, my husband um, at that time was in a, a doctor in private practice. And his first response was, oh, no, we're too busy. We can't do that. And then after a few months, he came back and he said, you know, there's so many people that come in that are struggling yeah. with with issues Mm -hmm. and there's nothing for them so let's do it so um we started celebrate recovery on the outside and um 
and we did that for a lot of years until that little boy got a little bit bigger and just didn't like me leaving him Aww. and so my kids had to come first you yeah. know so so eventually we we stopped but celebrate recovery is a 12-step program so yeah. it is based on the 12 steps but like aa or mm-hmm. na but what's different is it takes the higher power and very very clearly names that as Jesus Christ. Amen. He is the only higher power we have. Yes. And that's what's different and sets it apart. And it is totally scripture-based, based on, you know, it comes out of the Beatitudes. Um, and one of the neat things about it is that um, you can go online for Celebrate Recovery, and you can find places across the the world that do the Celebrate Recovery program. Mm -hmm. And so the curriculum and the program should be the same. There's even, I was looking last night, there's a a, somewhere in uh, Breckenridge County that does it. And um, E-Town, Ohio County, Owensboro, you can find lots of places across Kentucky that do this program. so I, I go now to the Women's Detention Center in Grayson County and work with the program now. And if you, um, so if you went to the outside program, with Celebrate Recovery Inside is what the prison ministry is called. Mm-hmm. So if you went on the outside, though, for example, uh, most places have a little bit of a meal for fellowship time because mm-hmm. all of life is relationships. Yes. <laughs> so most uh, places will have a little bit of a meal and then they will open with worship. And um, and then there will be either a testimony from someone or there will be a lesson. Yeah. A lesson from the curriculum. Mm-hmm. And um if, if you do it on the outside, it's a year-long curriculum to go through mm-hmm. with, with all of the, if you do all do it all. And on the inside, though, and then on the outside, you would break into small groups specific to whatever issue you're wanting to deal with. And those mm-hmm. can be, you know, Celebrate Recovery is about anything that steals your peace. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't have to be just drugs or alcohol related. That mm-hmm. can be any kind of issue that steals your peace. Mm-hmm. And how many of us? If we're honest, yeah. we all have things that steal our peace, and God wants us to have peace in Him. Yeah. So, uh, but the inside program is different in that we do not, because of the the limitations and the rules of of facilities, we can only go in and have our small group time with the ladies. Mm-hmm. And um, Rita Gibson and I do that, and and so that's what's different, I guess. But one of the neat things about this, I'm giving you a lot of information. Uh, one of the neat things about this is that if you have someone close to you that um, that maybe is in prison and is going to celebrate recovery, you could be doing the same thing on the outside. So you're learning the same type of things. And anyway, so yeah. what? That's enough talk from me. What questions? No, no, I, no. I love it. We love for you to just keep yes. sharing information because this is your thing. You know, you know, you have so many details. You have later. I'm hoping you have some, maybe some testimonies you could think of to share with us. Um, whatever you're comfortable with. Um, but no, we love it. Um, anything else that you feel like is um, important, significant to celebrate recovery? To, to show what it's doing for the body of Christ, what it's doing for the community. Okay. Um, I, I'm going to start off saying, too, that Celebrate Recovery is not an easy program mm-hmm. yeah. because, um, you know, if we're honest, then, you know, no, no one says when they're little, I want to grow up and be an addict. 
Mm-hmm. No one says that. That's true. It, it sneaks up on us. And um, so there's a lot of, it's not like just one day you woke up and decided to be an addict. There's, there's all this back stuff. Mm-hmm. And we all have stuff in our past that has been hurtful and harmful. Yeah. And so much of the time we push that down. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's, you know, I, I think Jeremiah said you can't heal a wound by saying it's not there. Yeah. So we try to repress, you know, things that might have happened in our childhood even. And uh, those things bubble up, though. We yeah. have to deal with those issues. And yes, so that makes Celebrate Recovery a difficult program because mm-hmm. you know when you're in the throes of addiction it affects all of your life mm-hmm. yes. you know so many kids so many parents adults will lose their children yeah. and so it affects so much then of course like people go to jail uh, there's just so many avenues that this affects and so it's a difficult program and so so many people it's not one of the more successful it's not like when you You know, you do children's ministry and you have the bubbly, happy faces Mm -hmm. and things like that because Celebrate Recovery is such that, you know, it's hard for people to get through the curriculum Mm -hmm. because they have to be honest and they have to get to the root of all those problems. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we do we do things like drugs and alcohol or food or, you know, all kinds of things because we're trying to fill that emptiness inside of us. And the world will tell you that it's in. Oh, all kinds of things, you know, whether it's it's uh, the way you look or your education or, you know, so many things that we or ourselves as our savior, you know, just yeah. just the right self-esteem or this and that. But but really, we know that it's only God that fills yes. us. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. only God. Only Jesus. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. Um, wow. I, and I like that you brought that up is that this is so different because this isn't something that is all smiles all the time. This mm. is this program isn't something that this program is real. And right. I, I like that about it. I like that you have to be transparent. You have to be mm. real in this type of program because yes. people they're tired. If they're they're at their their last straw, mm-hmm. yeah. they're not they're not wanting something that's the butterflies and rainbows. They're wanting something that's real, like gonna yeah. help them. They're on their maybe their last chance. Right. Yeah. And you know, people, uh, a lot of times people are hesitant to come into the church, you know, that uh, in, in years past when we were doing this and, and someone was coming to celebrate recovery and then we could get them into the church. But, you know, a lot of these people have never been in a church. And mm-hmm. so we would, somebody would meet them and sit with them. But, mm-hmm. but you know, our churches, they need to know we're real too. Yeah. And the founder of the program, Rick, War- Rick Warren, um, said, you know, we have a word for people who claim they have no problems. And that word is liar. Mm-hmm. You know, we all, yeah. but, but our, yeah. so many times our churches, you know, we feel like we need to be perfect before yeah. we mm-hmm. walk in yeah. and celebrate recovery is about, you know, we all have problems and yeah. we, we are, tra- like you said, transparent. We yeah. share those. We share our testimonies and, um, you know, because God puts us, he gives us hard times, but he helps us through them so that we can share what we've learned about him with others and help others be stronger as we're going through life and all of our difficulties. What causes real transformation, though, is getting to the hard knit things that pulls things that deep rooted things and yes. Jesus laying the axe to the root and I like how you said that 
you know, you, you being able to talk to them. It's not just having empathy or not having sympathy, but you're having empathy because mm-hmm. you're putting their, yourself into their position and seeing where mm-hmm. they're coming from. Right. And then offering the light for their darkness is you're bringing that light. I love that. Yeah. How yeah. And, and the only light is God's word. Amen. Yes. I mean, it's yes. it's, you know, his word is what's alive and it's active Amen. and it will change us. And so getting them into his word is huge yeah. and so um you know when when we when we go people the the ladies will share scripture of course we encourage them to read through the week and they'll share scripture and and, and they'll have a notebook and they'll say where did you find that and so they're writing down these scripture references yeah. and you know you talk about success and celebrate recovery is is it's not the big successful everybody's going to be okay mm-hmm. because it's such mm-hmm. such hard work and but you know, God didn't call us to be, he didn't put the success part on us. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. yes. he called us Amen. to be faithful yes. and we have to share the word mm-hmm. and we don't know where that's going to go. You know, one yeah. day I was driving down the road um, in Litchfield and I just happened to notice that there was a lady walking down the road and the only thing she had in her hand was a Celebrate Recovery Bible. Wow. Wow. And I don't know where that Bible's going. I don't know where she's going. I don't know any details, but that has to be a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. That has to be a good thing. God can bless that. He can yeah. bless anybody through his word that he chooses to, Amen. but it's all connected to him and to yes. his word. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Uh, go ahead. Hannah. You going to say something? Jake? I was just going to say, you know, I think a lot of programs are out there that just secular programs and I see mm-hmm. people come in and out and come in and out. But one thing that I've seen, you know, with faith-based stuff like this, it changes people. Oh, yeah. I mean, getting them, t- because the only one that can set us free is, is Jesus. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. He is the one who can, he knows where we're at. He's been there. He's taken on it. He's became it. He yeah. understands exactly where you're at. Yeah, and yeah. that's the only, because, I mean, man, man tries to do it so much and say, oh, you know, I know where you're coming from, but it doesn't touch people mm-hmm. because it's just another someone who's been through something. Mm-hmm. But he became it. He's the yes. one who can deliver and yes. take that out of you, pull that, the junk and the garbage yes. and set you free. And I love how it, that's. He, he can transform our hearts. And yes. I just love the verse. It's creating me a clean heart, renew, renew my, um, putting me a, a Somebody help me. Putting me a, a right spirit. Right spirit. Renew, yes, a yes. right spirit. And, and yes. Yep. And that's what he has the power to do. Amen. Like, whenever, uh, and of course, from time to time, um, you know, some people need to go away. They need, uh, well, I think 30 days is probably not long enough, to, long enough to truly change all these bad patterns and mm-hmm. habits. But when you, when you need a um, residential program, then I always look at, uh, for the programs that you celebrate recovery mm-hmm. because, uh, well, because I believe in the program, but so many residential places will use celebrate recovery as part of their curriculum when mm-hmm. someone awesome. goes to stay. So do you know much about options for those, um, those programs or those, um, what did you do? The residential? residential? Yeah. Uh, there's a place called Isaiah's house. Uh-huh. Now I don't have, I don't have, I haven't worked with any of them, mm-hmm. but from time to time, someone will ask me, can you recommend? Mm-hmm. And so 
then I go online and start looking. New Life Ministries has residential places. Mm-hmm. And th- there are a lot of things out there. And I'm not saying that Celebrate Recovery is the only thing that works. I'm not saying that because anything that's based on, like you said, God's principles mm-hmm. and the word, th- that's what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. But so many places don't use that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just they, they just make it all secular. And now yeah. that, that um, it seems like more and more there are more uh, residential and treatment houses opening up and I just but I don't see the faith-based mm-hmm. work behind it yeah. and I'm always just and, and I'm not saying someone can't get help through that because God can work through anything oh, yeah. yes. but why would you not get a program that uses God yeah mm-hmm. and it seems like you know this program is faith-based but it's very structured in a way you talked about those 12 steps right it is so those are I mean that's very much you know tested and studied and used in many different uh, right curriculum yes curriculi however you say that yes and so if you um if you um, lead in a celebrate recovery group there there's even training and i don't think you can do celebrate recovery without going through the training mm-hmm. you know a lot of well-meaning people will say oh i want to work in that and they just want to jump right in but then you know, they need to do the program too. And then they're scared because they didn't do the program. And all of a sudden they realize there's some things there. Mm -hmm. And so when we started this, we, um, years, years and years ago, we, we went to the trainings. They have regional and trainings and, um, we've, we've, gone to those trainings and they're wonderful and you learn so much but you still have to go through the curriculum so all of our leaders went through the curriculum together before we started and that helped tremendously and is a real (laughs) eye-opener when you have to do it yourself it really is but uh, so if you're leading then everyone anywhere should have you know the, the big leaders book and lays everything out, everything out. And then the ladies or the, the participants, there are four step study books. And so um, every week in the small groups, you're going through a lesson of, you know, mm. questions and, and like you said, very structured. Yeah. Awesome. And I think the fact that, you know, leaders go through that curriculum yourself, that sets you up to really be able to walk into it prepared mm-hmm. and open and and almost having somewhat of an experience to be able to share with them and so I I love that because this is you know it's incorporating the word and yes you could already have the word but the specific training for what you're going to be doing here specific training from the word Um, I would like for a little bit more time that we have um, what is the life recovery bible look like what what it, okay. how is that kind of what's included in there you know just generally yes. i see it says nlt yes uh, i like the nlt well and so um there's the life recovery bible they also have a celebrate recovery bible i just particularly like the life recovery a little better for it's it's not a big deal or anything, mm-hmm. but but to me this one I just I like it better and and we've used this one the most. We've used both, but we we tend to come back to this, and um, some of the other ladies I worked with. So, um, but this um, is, you know, it's all about relationships. And so when you have the extra comments, they they talk about relationships and yeah. how we've struggled with relationships. They also go through the steps and you can, you know, you can go, for example, you can pick a topic like hope 
and it yeah. will, you know, guide you through, you know, six to 12 or whatever uh, different scripture and um, little mini lessons on hope, as yeah. well as the, tw- the 12 steps, you know, step one, go here, next page, step two. Yeah. And, and it, you, so you can use it in lots of different ways. Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And it has the principles and yeah, awesome. and all of that. But and again, you know, his word is living and active. It is. And so yeah. all these different versions focus on something else. The mm-hmm. Celebrate Recovery Bible itself includes personal testimonies. And that's cool. one of the differences between the two. Although it just seems like, uh, and that helps some people, you know, obviously it does, Mm -hmm. but it's so good to see live testimonies and see that person. You know, it's just, we connect in a different way then. Mm -hmm. Do you all talk to some of them that go through the program and keep in touch with Does that happen? Not as far as the prison, because uh, we never know from week to week who's coming, who's coming, who's going. And there's such a high turnover, you know, and, um, so there's such a high turnover. And um, when you're on the outside, they have open groups and closed groups. And the reason being, um, when you go to an open group, anyone can walk in. And But when you eventually, after a few meetings, you want to close that group so that okay. you have, um, you know, the confidentiality, confidentiality. Yeah. and that you're growing Safety. together. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so those are the groups, when you can get to a closed group and go through it, those are the groups that really really bond and really gain the most. I want to take some time uh, real quick. Do you have any like short testimonies that just come to your mind or any just examples of things that women have went through, favorite moments, anything like that? Um, Another, okay. And let me say leading up to that, another thing about Celebrate Recovery is the confidentiality. Mm -hmm. We stress that. We stress that. And probably more so on the outside because you know, some people are, you know, they're hesitant to let people know all these issues. And so we really stress that. So I have had people, and we tell the, the, the ladies, whether we're on the inside or the outside, that um, once they leave the jail, that we're not going to be the ones that say, hey, you got out or anything like that and draw attention to that. So we won't. We won't do anything unless they do something first. Mm-hmm. But I have found that when they're out and they're successful or inside or outside, I'll see ladies and they smile. This Aww. big smile comes across their face. And, That's you know, awesome. they look different because they're not in prison clothes mm-hmm. anymore. But like yeah. I was I, and I was in Walmart one time and I was getting my cart and walking in and there was a lady pushing a baby in her stroller and she was with probably her mom or you know an an older lady and she didn't speak to me but she made such an effort with her face to smile and her eyes went back and forth between me and her child saying I got my child back you know and and did what I needed to do and so so things like that yes that's cool yes that's exactly what I was looking for just something like that um, I just love to hear, and you know, I, I know how that goes with my with case management and my previous work with that. You do have to keep things confidential and mm-hmm. not give details, things like that. Um, but just to know, you know, just to have a picture like that, like seeing a, a mom restored with her with her child, seeing a mom restored mm-hmm. with her family, seeing it, yeah. women restored with just restoration in general, um, and man that's just Mm -hmm. awesome um but we have a few more minutes here i just want to see um how can 
people get connected or um, um, maybe I know you said that there's limited so like with you and Miss Rita there's limited people who can actually go in there and serve like it's only you two that can go in the jail well right. as far as the jail what you need to do is um, all of us if you go into the jail you have to go through a training mm -hmm. you know a couple mm -hmm. of times a year and mm -hmm. like a four-hour training it's not difficult or anything it's just learning the rules of the facilities mm -hmm. and um, those kind of things so every jail is different a little bit like that but once you start looking online there's you know that's a really good way to do that if um, a lot of times people will say well what would you need well we always need Bibles that's that's mm -hmm. kind of our big um, money need mm -hmm. we always need that's Bibles right. and um, I don't mind at all if anybody ever wants to call me or text me and you know, I can give them lots of details. Um, also, just showing up at a program, you know, like I said, you go online and wh wherever you want to go and you're close to, there's programs all over. So you yeah. can find something close. You can find big programs, little programs. E-Town has a really big program. I know that I've been to that one. I have not been to the bigger, to any other of the bigger cities, but E-Town has a really strong program. But like I said, they're they're everywhere, so you can find one, and yeah. that's the best way to find out about it. You know, go yeah. online, read about it, and then get to a, get to a, a program. You can just show up. Yeah, so. that's awesome. Mm -hmm. um, so for anyone who feels led to like support you all through donating Bibles, is there any certain Bibles? Well, uh, we really do like the Life Recovery Bible. Mm -hmm. You know, that's and and you can. I, I like to buy them. Like I think it's Bibles in bulk. You know that kind Bibles of thing. Bulk, yeah. And um, anyway, but there's. Okay. Um. Would you want them to maybe to for them to get in contact, call the station, or do you want? Um. How would do you, you want them to? Uh, how get in How about we do that? I okay. can leave you my number, uh -huh. and then and I can give your number to whoever. So if sure. any listeners, you know, before we're almost out of time for today, but if anyone feels led to help, uh, Miss Teresa Jarbo and Miss Rita with their um, journey with this ministry with this program, um, and you would like to donate, partner up, anything like that, um, you can call the station at two seven zero two five seven two six eight nine, and we can get you connected with them, um, so that you can serve in any way that you feel led to serve um but i just want to thank you for coming in this morning miss jarbo um, i loved everything you had to share thank you jacob and jamie um and it's been a great morning um we just want to encourage all of our listeners if you were touched today um just remember to go be a light to somebody else share what you've received from the lord and go share it with somebody else um, and be blessed we will be back here tomorrow on mornings with box two radio on the box two radio network